Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Digital Intercourse, the shame-busting podcast from the buckle of the Bible belt. My name is Tom King, and I am joined today with my co-host and star of the her own house, because that's where everybody is right now, the queen of the vanilla beans, Ashlyn Nicole. What's up, everybody? How uh, So we're doing this on Zoom. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing well. I'm working from home, which means I don't have to wear pants. I set my own dress code. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm in the that same boat. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most positive thing about the quarantine. Mm-hmm. The second positive thing about it is our guest today, comedian, teddy bear, friend of the show, here to talk about his tickle kink, is Ethan Sandy Balls. Hello! How we doing? How we doing? We're doing well. How are you in your neck of the woods? Oh, you know, just waiting death. <laughs> so just typical. That's your normal life. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, really. That's like, yeah, nothing has changed. Nothing, yeah, nothing's changed in your life. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that's changed is I got to go to work wearing a Hawaiian shirt that was unbuttoned. Ooh, nice. Nice. Now, I'm hoping that by the time this re- this episode actually airs, uh, this is all behind us now, and everyone is sick and tired of hearing about the quarantine. So maybe people have already tuned off, but if you're still with us, you're in for an incredible conversation. Uh, this so, is a yeah. thing that I'm actually not familiar with. Yeah, it's it's... Uh, so let's dive right into it. All right, Ethan, where are you from and where'd you go to church? Uh, okay, so I am from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I went to uh, St. Catharines and Monte Cassino. Wow, cool. Never heard of that place. <laughs> Never heard. So she, uh, who, who was St. Catherine? Uh, I assume a bitch. You don't even know. Did you have a school? <laughs> yeah, I went, I went to two different private schools. I was in St. Catharines from preschool to first, gra- first grade. I have no idea who she was. Oh. And then I was in Monica. Well, she doesn't have any idea who you are, so. Right, well, good. I assume she's dead. <laughs> um, but that's that's based on all... <laughs> Based on all my experiences with nuns, uh, they all sucked. So, well, okay, all right. And uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, how are you filling your time with this quarantine? <laughs> uh, just, just finding, trying to find new videos to jerk off to and working. Like, I know what he's not doing and that's educating him on saint catherine apparently she was uh known as saint catherine of the wheel and the great martyr saint catherine according to tradition is a christian saint virgin who was martyred in the fourth century oh i bet it's i bet it's because they thought she was a witch (laughs) oh that was the fourth 14th century my bad um, nobody can see this through this audio format, but Tom, what are you drinking? <laughs> it's a vegetable smoothie that my girlfriend made. I'm trying to eat healthy, so and I can, so it means eating vegetables, but I can't actually eat vegetables because I don't like them. So I just put them in smoothie 
warm and chug it quickly. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm uh, glad to see you taking care of yourself in this time. <laughs> uh, so, Ethan, you have a, a tickle kink. Is that, is that correct? I, I would go so far as to call it a fetish, really. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast. What, uh, what is the difference between a kink and a fetish? So a kink is just something you like in the bedroom. Like, I like tying people up, and I like being tied up, and I like all that stuff. But a fetish is something that, for the most part, has to be involved within the uh, sexual activity in order to achieve climax. Mm, so that's what you have yeah uh, for it doesn't we're not quite at the point where it has to be involved but it's pretty much the only thing i jerk off to at this point and so is it like who's being tickled and what does this all look like well it's it's uh it just depends really on the mood i'm in i'm i'm a switch when it comes to sexual activity and kinks uh so which is a fun word yeah so yeah if i'm uh, i'm in a uh, dominant mood then usually it's uh you know my my partner or whoever is in the video that i am fantasizing about being my partner being tickled or if i'm in a submissive mood it's usually uh, a male being tickled at that point interesting so when, when did you start to learn this about yourself uh when i was four four <laughs> wow. uh, I was four years old, and it's actually, uh, a, I don't want to say traumatic story, because it, it, that puts a negative spin on it, but I see how it could very easily have been a traumatic story. So what happened was, there's a, there's a kid's movie, and I'm going to ruin it for everyone. It's called Kiki's Delivery Service, um, and uh, it's, a, it's a Japanese anime, and within this uh, anime... There's a scene where um, the main character is like on a train and she's like laying on some hay that's on the train and then her foot falls through the hay and then there's a cow um, on the underside of the hay that licks her foot and it tickles her and my pants got really tight out of nowhere. <laughs> and, and I didn't know what to do. I, I had no idea what to do at that time. So I just leaped off the couch. Like, I got air. I flew off the couch and then just started violently humping the floor. Just as hard as, <laughs> as, hard as, a, as, hard as a four-year-old could. And then uh, that's when the other people in the room got a little concerned. Because in their eyes, they just saw a four-year-old take flight and then violently convulse on the floor. And wow. in the room was my mother, my uh, aunt, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother. So they were all a little concerned, so they called 911 because they thought I was having a seizure. Oh, and... my God. <laughs> what a no. way to be introduced into your kink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they called medical professionals and not a priest to perform an exorcism. That's true. Yeah. Could have been much worse. <laughs> yeah. Or it could have been just another kink that got added to you. Ooh. Yeah. Like I, need you, I need you to have a white collar or I can't come. <laughs> <laughs> 
So have you introduced this into the bedroom now, like, or, or like with your first yep. couple of partners? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not very sexually active anymore. Um, you know, it's on and off at this point, but um, when I was regularly in a relationship, yeah, it was a very major part of pretty much every big relationship I've ever had. Um, also, I do want to I do want to point something out that Kiki's delivery service was the sexual awakening awakening for a lot of people with this specific fetish. Like huh. this movie, apparently, because it, 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 it came out right around like ninety eight. Uh -huh. uh, it, it, it was what I would, it, Kiki's Delivery Service was what I would call a kinky delivery service. Ah. <laughs> well, and in the animes, they do always kind of like uh, do a lot of exaggeration type stuff. They always are, you know, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, where they always sound like they're yeah. about to orgasm all the time. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Honestly. So apparently, because I used to be on like forums and stuff. That was the number one movie I saw as a sexual awakening for people with that specific fetish. That and The Rescuers. Uh, oh, and Fern, Fern Gully had a scene with it, too. Wow. I think my first sexual awakening was The Nanny. <laughs> that was a, yeah. Did Fran Drescher get it for you? Ooh, yeah, and but it was also Mr. Sheffield with that British accent. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> for me, yeah. so I've got I've got a foot thing. Yeah. Uh, so for so for me, it was an episode of Baywatch where Pam Anderson sits down on a rock next to the water and like kicks her shoes off and points her toes, and I was like, that that changed my life. That is what it happened. For me. <laughs> One of, one of the funniest things Tom King has, Tom King has said two things to me that um, have made me laugh uh, hysterically for years. And four one years of, of knowing him, I've said two funny things. Great. No, 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 no. I, two funny things that will stick with me till the day that I die. I want to clarify. So basically, you're keeping him laughing forever. Okay. Yeah. Continue then. Yeah. So the first thing that Tom King said to me that was foot fetish related was Tom King was telling me about this time that he was like having sex with a girl and they were in kind of like a weird position and then he saw like like just a couple inches from her face were her toes were from his face were her toes and then he was like all I was thinking was like let me get a damn toes and it fucking <laughs> killed me i feel like i actually remember you laughing about that yeah. <laughs> you yeah. said that you said that before so that is see, yeah. see stuck with him tom wow. yeah. <laughs> and the second thing is a thing i thought about putting on a shirt that it was so funny is tom king and i uh, our friendship is based around uh wrestling and getting real gay with each other and, <laughs> and tom uh, uh, one time, like, I, we were at the shrine, and I walked up behind Tom, and I put my hands on his chest, and, and I was, like, rubbing him, and then Tom, like, spun around in his chair, looked me dead in the eye, and said, look, I ain't into dudes, and I also ain't into fat people, but God damn it, if I don't just love rubbing on you. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds like <laughs> Yeah, I'd put that on a shirt in a heartbeat. 
which you'll be on a shirt. Go to, and if you want a shirt, we don't have shirts yet. So you cannot buy a digital intercourse t-shirt yet. But if you want to support us, check out our sponsors over at peckingtoys.com. <laughs> Lubes and anal beads and butt plugs. And they probably have t-shirts. I don't know, but you can check it out. Enter promo code digital for 10% off your purchases at peggingtoys.com. Woo. So you had the, the movie. Yes. And at that point, something happened, but you didn't understand it. What point in your life did you start to kind of understand you're turned on by tickling? Well, here's the thing. I kind of actually immediately knew. Like, I, I didn't know what the concept of turning on was. I just knew that when that happened, my pants got really tight and and I just had an urge to hump them. And but I remember like I was in preschool and we would be having nap time. And the entire time during nap time, I had a quote unquote girlfriend who I would just tickle the entire time we were doing nap time. Like <laughs> literally at like four years old. So like it's been a huge part of my life. Forever. And there's there's another super kind of, I, I don't want to say it's like a strange aspect, because I know everybody who has like a fetish or a kink, um, they're usually, you know, it's a taboo thing to talk about, but, and so they're a little averse to talking about it. But um, there's a thing I've noticed in specifically the tickling community, which is that um, a lot of people in that community have difficulty even saying the word tickle. Like they'll, they refer to it as the T word or like, they're just like, they can't say it. Uh, and it's, it's like this ingrown fear. I think because people have, nobody has a mild reaction when you bring up tickling. They're either, they're just every single person is like, I fucking hate being tickled, (laughs) you know? And so because of that, you realize not only do you like something, but you like something that most people hate. And so because of that, you internalize it really. And, uh, but because of that, it's become a kink for people who have no problem saying it when they're with a partner who they know has trouble saying it their kink is making them say the word so you know and, and i don't know it, it's a very um it's a sh- I shy fetish i guess is what i would call it well and did it like did it affect you would, would like adults try to tickle you like as a kid and would, would that be weird for you or turn i don't particularly have particularly have any have any memories of that as a kid I don't, I don't really have anything like that that stands out um but like i know that i i really struggled it with it like when i got into like middle school and high school um due to the fact that another thing that is uh, a very big part of who I am is I am autistic. I do, I do have autism. And uh, when you have autism, you struggle with boundaries. And this, when I was in middle school and high school, I, I really struggled with that. Cause like, you know, I was, 
I don't know what it was. There was just something about it where I was like, eh, it's not that bad. And then I realized as I got older and to the point where, like, if I would could, I would go back and murder high school even. Like, what I was doing back then was not okay. You know, it's not okay to invade people's private space for any reason. And, you know, I, I would try to justify it because I was a piece of shit. So... Hey, you're a teenager. Most teenagers are pieces of shit. True, very true. But still, you know, I I feel like part of me still knew it was wrong and I I let it go on anyway. So it's it's a thing that I beat myself up about and and I essentially developed a complex about over the years um, where I, I, you know, I like, I'm a very touchy-feely person, but like, um, I don't know, I making people uncomfortable is my biggest fear in life like I, I i get really you know if somebody came up to me and was like you made me uncomfortable i wouldn't be able to talk to them for days if ever again just because i i would internalize and feel so bad about it and a lot of it comes from who i was in high school and not wanting to be that person again and a lot of it stems from having that fetish wow well, you definitely shouldn't beat yourself up too much because, you know, we're all just like, even like I would do things all the time as a kid that I knew were wrong. And I was like, I'm still doing it. <laughs> but when you become an adult, then you know what's right and wrong. And then you're like, all right, fine. I'll choose the good way this time. Yeah. This is stop being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I, oh, go ahead. So you mentioned that. <clears throat> that the tickle word is kind of like Voldemort in the tickle community. Like people just won't say it. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you'll see posts about the T word all the time. So where did, where, where were you first introduced to the tickle community? Where did you find them? Well, um, so there, there was a, you'll find if you go into Pornhub and search the word tickle, there's probably, I think there's, 19,000 videos that come up. So it's not a small number, you know. And and there are my first real introduction to the community itself was just perusing for that stuff on Google and I came across the Tickling Media Forum which uh, I believe is still up. I don't know if it's actively running, but you can uh, you know view it and it was a forum where people would like ask for clips and talk about it. And then there was this website called the experience project, which was kind of like a weird experimental version of Facebook that had communities dedicated to it. And then the real, the place that I really started to understand the community was Tumblr because it was huge on Tumblr until Tumblr got rid of not safe for work content. Man, yeah, that's that's where I, I really found my favorite porn at first was Tumblr. You know, because yeah. they had all the best parts in video GIF form, and it was great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tumblr. What did you find on Tumblr that you enjoyed? Ashlyn or me? Either one of you. <laughs> <laughs> You go first, Ethan. Okay. Well, uh, I, there was a, there was this really tight knit community on there, and it was 
it was kind of funny because there was like the inner circle of it and then there was a bunch of offshoot people and like um but there was people posting stories there was people posting videos of themselves people talking about experiences they had had with tickling in the real world and how like you know some people uh, uh, like uh, me personally i do not like to be tickled in public by anyone except my partner like just because i say it's my fetish does not give you permission to touch me you fucking rapist okay so you know (laughs) calm down yeah, but certain people will say, uh, oh, don't tickle me, I'm so ticklish, and then uh, they're saying that as bait, at least within that community. I don't want to, again, I don't want to say everyone's doing that, because most people do genuinely dislike being tickled. And, uh, but um, I found a lot of stuff like that, and then also just a really interesting conversation and people like really trying to uh, figure out why this is a thing we're all into. So have you dated someone with like your same fetish of like both of you guys? If you knew like the tickling community? No, I have never dated anyone who had my same fetish. I've dated uh, people who were submissives in the bedroom. And because of that, they were okay with it because for them it was a sort of punishment but I actually hated that. Like, I, because like I said, making people uncomfortable is a thing that I have a complex about. So um, I don't like, the, I, w- I would like for my partner to enjoy what I am doing to them. You know, I, I don't want it to yeah. be viewed as a punishment. I want it to be something that excites them and makes them happy and that they enjoy. And my, my partner is really just, put up with it because they knew I liked it and so that that really you know um yeah that doesn't I, always feel good though you know right, like, exactly. yeah, the partner's just like like they get nothing out of it like it almost goes into the negative zone with how much they get out of it so then it's like oh god well this this isn't a part of the fantasy a part of the fantasy is you also wanting this <laughs> yeah exactly and like but then at the same time I don't want to tickle someone and then be like, yeah, I love that. Just yeah. laugh. Yeah, I don't, you I don't, want to say that they don't want it, but they really want it, but you want to get it on the yeah, yeah. And like, At yeah. the end, you want them to say that they want it when they're coming. <laughs> right, exactly. It's the worst. <laughs> it's so like, well, yeah, but this, but that, but this, but that, but I fucking kill me. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Check it out. Um, so, is there ways that, like, is there, do you go to, like, typical porn sites, or do you, like, is there a specific site? Is it, you know, I know Tumblr doesn't have that stuff anymore, so, like, where do you go for that? Yeah, there are are plenty of sites that, the first one I ever discovered was a website called Dungeon Maidens, which sounds like a really hardcore BDSM site. But it was just like, all it was was tickling. That's all it was. Um, and then um, the the premier, I would say, uh, website for that is a, is a website called TickleAbuse.com that's been running for well over a decade at this point. And, now that uh, one sounds a little more sadistic <laughs> than what you described. 
It, it, it's really not. I mean, it, Tickle Abuse has a variety on there. Like, um, it's so funny. Tickle Abuse almost has a brand. Like, if if you showed me a tickling video, I could immediately tell you if it was produced by Tickle Abuse or not. Okay. Yeah. We do see a lot of different kinks and sexuality kind of put on display in movies, TV shows, a lot. But I don't ever hear too much about tickle fetish. Are there any any pop culture books or anything that reference tickle fetishes? Uh, uh, so there, there. It's funny. There hasn't been one ever that's mentioned it positively that I've ever seen. Okay, yeah. uh, it's just like, is it just like made into a joke if it's ever brought in? Uh, not usually. So it's so funny. Uh, there is a couple of like journalists who have done reports on tickle abuse. There was a, um, a Spanish journalist who went to tickle abuse and actually had a session with them and then did a report on it. And that <laughs> one was, that one was fine. It was mostly informative, but the thing that came out recently that kind of put tickling into the limelight somewhat was there was a documentary documentary come that came out called I want to say it was called Tickle and it was literally here's the thing it really had very little to do with a tickling fetish what it was was it was a report on this company that made tickling fetish videos of like muscular guys being tickled and it turned out that the company was like blackmailing the people that were in the videos and was like saying that they were going to report to their family that they weren't gay porn stars and like all these other things and so it was more so a documentary about this company and it just happened to be a company that made tickling videos wow Hmm. So has that been hard to like do do you like finding the community has that helped you enough to make you feel kind of like comfortable with it all or because it's not represented in like any main culture does that Well psychedelic mushrooms help me get comfortable with it all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh um what it is is that uh so, like, I, I was never really a main member in that community. I, I was definitely much more of a voyeur. Like, I would comment here and there, but I really didn't interact much, you know. Um, and I, I've never really been a part of a community that involved that. And I've never met a single person face-to-face who has that same fetish. But it doesn't particularly bother me that much. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like, I totally get, yes, you want to find people with like interests and all that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, it's a thing, but it doesn't rule my life. You know, I mean, it yeah. used to when I was younger, but not anymore. Well, that's good. So you said psychedelic mushrooms helped you? <laughs> not with, uh, psychedelic mushrooms help me get comfortable with everything. <laughs> not, just the psychedelic mushrooms helped me not give a fuck. So when when was your first shrooms trip? Uh, I've only done shrooms twice. Um, okay. And 
The first time I did shrooms was <laughs> probably not out of the Statue of Limitations yet. Um, <laughs> it wasn't very long ago, I'll say about... It was when you were in Amsterdam. Yeah, totally. Uh, six months ago when I was in Amsterdam. Um, no one on this podcast does anything illegal. <laughs> Nor do we do anything our jobs would disapprove of. <laughs> uh it's funny but um yeah uh i did um when i went oh god like six months ago i did i did an, an advisably large dose of psychedelic mushrooms i would i would never recommend that anyone do this large of a dose for their first time um so just to give you an idea uh for people who are the uninitiated one gram of mushrooms is considered a, a, a trip like you do one gram you'll probably have a trip you'll probably see a few visuals and have a good time um five grams is what's known as the hero's dose it's what terence mckinnis said if you want to experience ego death and get in contact with your inner self and also possibly speak to aliens oh, that's God. the dose you do I did seven grams. <laughs> so which planet were your new friends from? Uh, the planet where I die over and over and over again. Oh my God, was it treacherous? What? No, I mean, listen, if you are not prepared, here's the thing. I did them very stupidly. I told no one I was doing them. No. I, uh, yeah, I did them alone Why? in my room. Because I'm an idiot. I did them alone in my room with headphones on. And what happened was the first four hours were amazing. I, I like, got in contact with myself. I cried. I, I was like, you don't need anyone. You're good enough on your own. You deserve to be happy. And I like reconciled with my inner child. And, oh, you know, wow. everything, everything was great. And then I thought the trip was over. And it turns out I was at the halfway point. <laughs> so then, yeah. And so then I proceeded to have a panic attack for about three hours. <sighs> and then that's when I woke up my parents and was like, hey, uh, help, please. <laughs> what did they do? They literally sat with me, and I immediately went to sleep. <laughs> so that was the last time you did it, or the first time? The first time I did it. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow, you wanted to do it again after that? Some people well, get screwed off. Yes, yes. I did them again, but I only did a, a one a 1.2 gram dose. Oh, okay. Much, much dose. Yeah, I did a much smaller dose. Um, and then I've also done acid once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a preference uh, over shrooms versus acid? Um, I like, uh, I don't, not really. Because, like, the time I did the seven grams was just, like, the most intense experience of my life. The time I did the 1.2 grams, I barely tripped. And then with the acid, I just watched movies and giggled for 16 hours. Like... I didn't really do anything, so I don't. I don't really have a preference. I definitely, 
I don't want to condone people doing them, but if you're interested, you know, I, 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 yeah, I don't like think you just always, yeah, it just, you always kind of, the, the thing with psychedelics is you just have to be like, if it goes bad, it's within your mind. And so it's, that can just feel freaky. So you just have to kind of be, you know, I, I've only done acid and I've, I've done a, like microdosing and then I've done up to like maybe a full tab at some point, but I was taking it all in do like small doses. So it wasn't like hitting me all at once. Um, and they were, they were good times. So, but yeah, it's, it's all, you know, take with caution. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, if you do a seven gram dose, you're never going to be the same again. Uh, and I, and I, I did a seven gram dose, and I'm definitely a different person than really? I was What's before. Really, what's like the biggest I, difference? Um, I don't give a fuck what other people think anymore, like at all. And it's That's so good. freeing. Like, good. Like I'm taking better care of myself. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm in a much better place mentally. Um, and a lot of that is just not letting the the pressures of society and societal norms really get to me. I still mm -hmm. abide by them, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm bettering myself, but I don't let them distract me from the things I want to do, which is, like, being creative and just enjoying my life, you know? Because mm -hmm. the, thing, the thing that <laughs> mushrooms really show you is life is pointless, yeah, and, and you're the person who gives it a point. So, yeah. in that in that regard, in that regard, you are God. You are the God of your existence. You know, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The first time I tripped, I had that realization of life is pointless. I get to make all the rules, or what you know, kind of what you just said. And I was like, "Fuck folding towels. I'm not doing that shit anymore." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like. There's so many things. Yeah, there's so many things you do just because people tell you you're supposed to do them, but you don't like doing them and it doesn't affect their life in any way whatsoever. So why the fuck am I doing them? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it kind of really can put you in the mindset of like everything matters and nothing matters at the same time so deal with that <laughs> but um but it is like a good it's a good reminder too though just because we do give like way too much emphasis to everything in our lives and it's like whoa you know that's the one thing i feel like that this quarantine has shown me at least of just like we're out of control with some some things like when the world when there's something happening in the world like we're just we can't control everything. So we might as well like chill the fuck down and just like relax and just like take it day by day because we weren't meant to live like task by task, you know? Yeah. And, and I do want to clarify one thing because I know people who are religious are very scared of psychedelics. Uh-huh. Psychedelics are not going to make you stop believing in what you believe in. They're just going to make yeah. you become more in touch with who you are. Like, I'm personally not religious. But um, I, I would still recommend psychedelics to religious people, not because it's going to, like, wake you up and convert you to my side, because it's just going to make you happier with who you are. And, and if anything, 
if you really believe in God, it's just going to reaffirm your belief, <laughs> you know? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So getting back to the tickle kink, you, yeah. uh, when you, you said you only like to be tickled by your partner at whatever moment in life. Yeah. At what point when you meet someone new, do you have that conversation about what, about liking to be tickled? So, um, for me, it's funny. It, it's it's a, an issue I have, and one of the biggest reasons that I'm single is I'm I'm very I don't want to say forward because that makes it sound like I'm an aggressive person. I just like if I like someone, I'm just like, hey, I like you know, like that's good. I'm not, yeah, I'm not somebody who's like hides things with nuance, and because of that, if somebody were to ask me, you know, point blank, what do you like? I would immediately be like this, you know, like I, and sometimes I bring it up because I believe personally that if you're not into it, it, it is a big enough part of like what I enjoy that um, if you're not into it, it's going to be hard for us to have a long-term relationship, you know, yeah. um, just because I, I, it is like the main thing for me. You know, like I find vanilla sex very boring, um, and I like so when I like you stuff, when you go out on a date. Like, when do you kind of talk to your that person about that? Well, that would require going on a date, which has been a while. Um, <laughs> but usually, to be honest, usually they know before our first date um, because I'm I'm. And and I, and I try to make it like, and it, it's a problem, and I do need to like not say it as quickly, um, you know. But it's one of those things where it's like, I, I almost say it so that if they can call me out if I'm ever being inappropriate, because when you have autism, it's hard to realize when you're being inappropriate sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I will sometimes, like, I, I try to lay things all out on the table before we ever meet face-to-face -face so that if I'm ever doing anything that makes them uncomfortable, they can let me know, you know? And then I can, I'll, I'll immediately be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Then I'll attempt to correct it nine times out of ten. If I'm doing something inappropriate, I don't realize it. I have no idea. And then the other one out of ten times is to fuck with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so are there are there different types? I mean, there are different types of tickling, like where you're really kind of squishing into the ribs or maybe just... Oh, do you need techniques? You need, you need pointers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what type of... Uh, yeah. What type of techniques do you enjoy? Well... Uh, I have a thing for women with long nails because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, you like to get scratched a little bit when you get tickled? Well, no, 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 no. I don't, it, it's much more intense, um, because they're, it's much more concentrated, you know, than if you were just using your fingers. Um, um and, and like, um, also... And like, yeah, I don't mind scratching and rough sex. That's fine, <laughs> you know. It's, but like, it tickles a thousand times worse when the person has nails. Like, um, and then 
uh, like I've been talking to someone and then seen that they had long nails and forgotten what I was talking about. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Oh. <laughs> um, and then, um, but yeah, there's like, it, 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 it's so funny. Tickling is so place specific. It depends on what part of the body you are doing that to. Like if you're doing it to someone's feet, obviously digging into it like you're tickling someone's ribs is not going to have the same effect yeah. you know you're going to use what they call spider tick it's so funny <laughs> tickling's like kung fu in that there's multiple it's like oh i'm using tiger style <laughs> 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 so you got like spider technique which is you know where you skitter your fingers all across and then you get the kind where you like really dig into their ribs or you really dig into their armpits and like you know like I, my favorite place is probably like the thighs because that you can get a really intense uh, deep laugh out of that. Also, I think most people enjoy tickling the part of their body that is most ticklish. You know, yeah. uh -huh. it's a point of retribution <laughs> for tickles past. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So for me, like my issue is that I am insanely ticklish like and like I, I i don't have the endurance for it that some people do like i can go for maybe a minute and then i'm like all right i need a break i because <laughs> it's very intense for me um and also i have a throbbing erection the entire time it doesn't help. <laughs> <clears throat> so does your dick also laugh or is the erection separate from the laughter <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes it's like a little it sounds like a air being let out of a balloon <laughs> hey, look, well, my dick is ticklish i will say that <laughs> your dick is ticklish yeah if, if, especially if a woman has long nails yeah <laughs> now the laugh that you laugh when you're getting tickled is it different from your like at a comedy show laugh yeah, my comedy show laugh is really high pitch. Uh, whenever I think something's funny, I, I have... A, and also, I, I've always wanted to bring this up on stage because I do comedy. I did want to be like, so I have a tickling fetish, which means laughter turns me on. And then just kind of stand there and awkwardly stare at the audience <laughs> while adjusting my pants. <laughs> um, or if I'm bombing, be like, so I'm going to need you to pick it up. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I, uh, when I laugh at a joke, it's usually really high pitch and very much like a giggle or a cackle. <laughs> I don't have a manly laugh, but I've always been told by partners that when I am being tickled, I laugh like a dude. Like I, I have a really deep laugh when I'm being tickled. Wow. So it taps into a different part of you, huh? Yeah. I don't uh, Yeah. Well, it's cause like. I'm also getting turned on by it. So yeah. there's also like a little bit of like, oh my. <laughs> there's a little bit of there's a little bit of George Takei in there. Just oh <laughs> my. Are there any safety concerns in a tickle scene? Yeah, absolutely. Um uh urine is a big one. <laughs> um, uh and then uh people losing consciousness is another one. Oh, wow. 
um, also, it can be painful. Like, the Nazis used it as a form of torture. <laughs> like, it's, um, it, it's not... It's not, I like, I have met hardcore BDSM people who are like, they like being hit with um, tacks, with like paddles with thumbtacks on them. They like being spanked with those. And they're like, oh, tickling's a hard limit for me. Can't do it. Nope. And like, <laughs> it's one of those things where like people, it's like really intense and people have really strong negative as associations with it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a very peculiar one. Uh, have you ever pissed yourself or passed out being tickled? I have not because I'm a giant baby and always am, am always like, all right, red, red, red. <laughs> and I've never made anyone do it either. Um, oh, also, I've seen people break while being tickled, just like start crying, like... It, it, it can be an intense one, and and I'm I'm definitely not into it when it gets that intense. Um, but yeah, yeah, I feel like if it, if it were to get that intense, you would really want to be with a partner that when you have to a long time. You make do. Like being Digital in intercourse area. goes on, right. even yeah, if we can't meet like, together. Because especially because I like combining tickling with bondage. Um, it can cause panic to set in um, very easily because it's an intense experience that you cannot get away from and you cannot control. And that can, that can really cause people to freak out. And um, so because of that, you know, I, I always try to be very careful with people when I do it because it, I have seen it break people. I have seen it fully just break people to start sobbing. So, yeah, now, we also mentioned that you're a switch. Yeah. And, and you just mentioned that you incorporate bondage into your chicken. So yeah. when you're when you're topping, what what is your bondage? Do you have handcuffs, ropes? What do you, what do you like to use? So I have leather cuffs because with tickling, you're usually pulling really hard and handcuffs. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, skin. nothing stops sounds um, tooth, baby. Rope Digital intercourse recording again, remotely. Keeping the show going so for I you fans out there. Wrestlers recording. Uh, we're going to have uh, getting greasies. We record, uh, thicker, baby. Nothing's stopping uh, us. In terms of like width on your body part. Like they don't need to be thick restraints for strength purposes they need to be thick restraints for avoiding pain and damage purposes um and uh, i you know i i like um you know i like all the basic positions hog tie x frame you know um i've seen i've seen a lot of weird ones when it comes to tickling like the lotus position where you have somebody sit cross-legged with their feet facing up um Stocks are a big thing in the tickling community. Um, I, I almost bought a pair, but they're expensive as fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know some people that make furniture. I might yeah. get you in touch with it. Yeah, whenever I'm uh, regularly fucking someone in 30 years, I'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you... Have you only done this at home? Have you been to any dungeons for tickle play? I have not. I know that there's a... I don't know if it's still active. It's definitely not active right now. 
but I know that um, in New York there was conventions. Uh, L.A. there were conventions. I know it shows up at like FetCon. There's all almost always a booth associated with it. Um, uh, but I've never been anywhere. Like I've said, I've never met a single person in person who has the same fetish as me. Uh, yeah. Now, you mentioned a lot of stuff online. Are there chat rooms? Do you like talk to people online that are tickle fetishes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, mostly when I was younger, back when I was like 16, 17, 18, and not legally allowed to. Is when I that was my heyday for it, um, but uh, when I was like in that age range, yeah, um, there was you know as I said, Tumblr, there was Tickle Media Forum, there was um, oh goodness, I'm trying to remember what else there was, uh, Experience Project had groups for it. Um, I had a couple people I talked to just one on one through like Snapchat regarding it but like the issue was they would be like, they would be live in Georgia or they would live in New York or Boston and like I can't cyber tickle you you know well actually that that is a thing but I I've never been a fan of it what is cyber tickle well you know it's like role play like reaches over and grabs your hip and gives it a squeeze you know like it's you know sexting role play and it's like yeah yeah it would be hard to to masturbate with your tickle fetish because you can't tickle yourself right (laughs) right yeah like that's it also like uh i'm i am not my preferred body type for a dom (laughs) i don't look at i don't look at myself and go i want that to dominate me like crash (laughs) What is your preferred body type for a dog? I am usually a fan of I'm usually a fan of women as doms. Um, and uh, as a sub, I only really like women as doms. As a as a dom, I'm totally okay with men and women. Like I have no problem with that. Um, but for being a sub, my preferred type for dom is like I don't know. Somebody who's almost disinterested and is just doing it because they can't, you know? Like, teasing is a really big part of tickling fetishes because when you're, when you are being in your formative years and people are doing that to you, people are like, you can't get away. What are you going to do? Your, your power, like, that's a huge next level of the king. And because of that reason, people with tickling fetishes are usually also very auditory people. They like taunting, they like teasing, they like the noise associated with sex and that activity. Yeah, the noise. Now, if you, because you you do watch tickling porn, if you hear the noises of tickling but don't see it, does that still turn you on? Yeah, that's turned me on. I've, I've listened to some ASMR things regarding it and and you know masturbated to those where it's like somebody being dominant um like here we're getting a little too much into what i like which i'm fine with i don't want to be like we're getting too much and it's too personal um if, if we are which we never will um i'll let you know <laughs> but uh um uh for me like 
you know, I like when people are like, oh, the big strong man is taken down by a little bit of tickling and like things like that. And like, you can't get away. And then whenever I do get an obvious erection, I like when people go, wait a minute, you like this? You know, like that's the kind of like taunting and teasing that I'm into personally. Okay, so that there is some uh, humiliation involved in this kink. It's not just the physical aspect of tickling. Right, yeah. Like, it almost, I, I don't even know if I would go as far as humiliation. I would just call it, like, amusement. You know, I want the other person to be amused by me, which I guess sells the point that I'm a fucking clown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The comedian likes to be a, have his partner amused in bed sexually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, I'm a, it's, it's such a stereotype. Like, it's not a stereotype, but it, if it was, it would make 100% sense, you know? Yeah. Do you want to wave to Tom? Uh, are actually? there aspects of the, the tickle fetish that are out there that you've seen and go, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not it at all? Like, what, what's some oh. of the things that you've seen out there that's a little bit... So, not to call out Tom, but (laughs) whenever you are into a tickling fetish, the foot fetish community is right alongside that community. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm okay with feet, but I they're not a thing that turns me on. You know, I like seeing the person's face whenever they're being tickled. Where there are definitely some pornos with calling it pornos sounds weird but there's at least some porn videos where it's just a still shot of feet being tickled and that's not usually what i gravitate towards too you know i usually gravitate towards you know and i again i like nudity involved in it but i did it does not have to have nudity i just prefer it because i think the, the female form and the male form are both beautiful things to look at um and you know just enhances the experience um but i definitely like when i can see the person's face um and i also like seeing their body i like watching the person react to it you know that's that's a very exciting because that's that's a big part of it is the control aspect like i am making you do this and you are powerless to stop it and that's one of the reasons that people have really strong negative associations to it because it's the first time you're like introduced to something where you're really fucking powerless to stop it 90% of the time, you know, it's involuntary. Yeah, it is, you know, of course involuntary and then you get to laughing and can get laughing really hard if it gets to be an intense scene. Do people ever have like trouble calling red because they're laughing too hard to speak? Yeah, um, they do. I, I've actually introduced a dog clicker before into the bedroom uh-huh. so that if, if it's ever getting too intense, the person can click it if they're laughing too hard, you know? Um, and also with tickling, it's not just red and green. I also throw in yellow where like if it's getting too intense, but you don't need to stop, just slow down a little bit, you know? Um, and I know that's kind of standard, but it's one of those things where I think introducing that third layer um, is involved. But yeah, it absolutely can be difficult for people to yell red. And like also, you know, because it's so closely associated with bondage for that added level of lack of control, 
Um, it also involves uh, blindfolds, gags, like uh, all those things get involved. And I, when I always get nervous when I see somebody getting tickled with a gag, <laughs> I still jerk off to it. But <laughs> uh, I always get nervous with it because I do wonder. You know, it, it can cause you to drool, and you're inhaling and exhaling a lot whenever you're laughing. So I always get nervous for choking in that regard. Well, okay. What is there anything you think the world should know about tickle fetishes that we haven't covered? <laughs> um, I don't know. Just like I, I don't have a specific agenda i know i'm not part of the tickle agenda all right? <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, i do have just stop giving a fuck if you like something like it you know like and i you guys are a shame busting podcast but like if you like something that affects no one you know and you should never be ashamed for enjoy that's why i don't believe in guilty pleasures you know, it's just a thing you like. You don't yeah. need to feel guilty for liking it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just live your fucking life. It's really short, you know? Yeah, those are great words to live by. So much <laughs> wisdom from thy Ethan Sandoval. <laughs> yeah, you could catch me crying in my room. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't catch you crying in your room. Uh, we, well, we, can, we can catch you there. We can't catch you on stage. At least nothing is scheduled as we are recording this. Uh, but if people want to see you online and find out what stages you will be on, what stages are being on, where can they find you? Um, so whenever we're not doing this uh, quarantine bullshit, um, but although stay the fuck home, but whenever we're not doing this, um, uh, every Thursday night, I'm usually at the Starlight. Uh, with the talk show incorporated guys and then also i'm on the wrestle lore podcast so uh check Ooh, that out yeah yeah that's my randy macho man randy savage uh i'm gonna tickle you of the best yeah i'm gonna tickle you real good Ooh, yeah. <laughs> i've got an office job that allows me to uh listen to a disastrous amount of wrestling podcasts so i keep up with the wrestle lore and i look forward to hearing a uh recap a, a revisit a review that's the word i'm looking for of a <laughs> dark side of the ring that is back out on vice i've been talking about it I, I i just watched the first episode of benoit the second one just came out today and i cannot wait to watch it literally as soon as we're done with this i'm gonna watch it Same. <laughs> Uh, Ashlyn, you got anything else for us? Uh, I think we're golden. All right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Digital Intercourse. And our producer is flipping me the bird. No. What do you have, people? Well, uh, Tom, I just wanted to say, chime in here uh, at the end. Uh, Soundstooth, uh, we run through Tulsa, through bars and restaurants and things like that. Uh, especially Ethan brought it up, uh, Lynn and Rob at the Starlight. Uh, be sure to go out, and if we're still in quarantine, help out all these local bars. Lot 6, uh, which we were going to do our live show at, make sure you help out, uh, help out her there as well. Uh, they, can deliver, they can deliver booze to you now to sell off their stock and things like that. So 
Uh, just uh, if we could help out our local establishments, that would be amazing because uh, our whole company runs through them. So just want to drop that in there. And this was an yeah. excellent episode listening to Ethan. It, I laughed numerous times. So. Susan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, get drunk in quarantine. Hail fucking yes. We have plugged uh, Digital Intercourse Live where we're going to do a uh, roast battle between a comedian and a dominatrix. That show did not occur because not only was lot six where the show was going to happen closed, but our dominatrix had to cancel her tour. Uh, that was going to be Blyra Spanks and Janet Xmas. Uh, they have art for sale. They have nudes for sale. If you want to hit them up, uh, you can find Blair Hamilton, Blyra Spanks, uh, B-L-Y-R-E, C-P-A-N-X. Uh, you can also find her Blair Hamilton, B-L-A-I-R-E, Hamilton, just like the musical uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, hit them up and they've got some cool stuff that they can sell you and support artists that canceled their tours. But we're going to do some great shit in Tulsa. Yes. That's it for today, folks. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're listening to everything and getting tickled with us, as my grandma used to say when she would laugh. My name is Tom King. I'm Ashley Nicole. See you guys later. Thank Have- you, Ethan, for stopping by. Bye. Bye. <laughs>